We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Hey, it's Flo, and this is my impression of a play-by-play announcer who loves to save money. And here at Progressive, it's discounts all day. The customer's a safe driver and nails it with a discount. Signed up for paperless billing, and it's a discount from downtown. Insuring multiple vehicles, and kablam, shakalaka, fadeaway, cross-court, coast-to-coast, discount mania! Whew, should we go to commercial? Wait, this is a commercial. With all kinds of discounts, Progressive helps you save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Discounts not available in all states or situations. You think I'm sitting here doing a podcast in dress pants? Well, you know, I have to wear shoes when I go down to get When the you pants. leave your house? Yes, you do. <laughs> this is a society. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast, brought to you by rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For news, rankings, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, Head over to rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are your hosts, 
Mike Gottlieb, and Andrew Laird. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Along with the expert, Andrew Laird, I am the amateur, Mike Gottlieb, <laughs> otherwise known as the host of this podcast. It's game week 15 coming up. And we just had some Capital One Cup action for the selected number of teams. Uh, it shouldn't really affect too much, though, Andrew. Uh, any reactions from the midweek? The only reaction I had was that I get ESPN alerts every time a Premier League team scores, regardless of wh- who they're playing. And it just kept buzzing yesterday. I don't know if it ended 6-1, but at some point Liverpool was beating Southampton 6-1, to which I, I am you and said, Liverpool is killing Southampton. And you r- simply wrote back, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and I was like, it doesn't matter. And I believe you said, well, it matters a little bit. I'm like, it matters none. <laughs> so you're <laughs> telling me that, that Divock Origi bagging a brace means nothing? Because he won't play. Yeah, no, obviously that means nothing. <laughs> I think Sturridge scored. I think that's... Yeah, Sturridge... No, no, no. That I'll matters just, a little sure, bit. He set up goals, too. Yeah, Sturridge that matters a little great. bit, I think. Sturridge was great. All right? And Origi was fun to watch. Yeah. And Jordan Ibe scored who we love mm-hmm. now. I think the, it's important for South, Sturge, and Southampton fielded a, a very competitive lineup. Yeah. But the problem is it's not a very competitive competition. Yeah, no, I get it. And the players know that they, they, they treat the games differently is, is what I'm saying. Spoken from the guy who is currently holding the cup. Are they still? Yeah. And, and, and my, the, you know what my reaction was when we, when we won the capital one cup last season. Yay. Exactly. That's back when you guys were thinking about the quadruple. That was fun. Yes, yes it was fun. <laughs> remember when Chelsea used to be good? Nope. I remember when they used to be committed. No, I'm kidding. I, we can talk about that. I can't wait to talk about that game. Which one? The Chelsea <laughs> Chelsea Burnmouth. Oh, sure. That I was... can't wait. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Yes, we, have, we will. We have DraftKings stuff to get to as well. We'll do that as our daily dose later on. Uh, but let's just uh, let's get into the early game here, um, and we're gonna have a little bit of a different format today. We'll we'll, we'll touch on some DraftKings guys throughout the podcast for the because we're gonna be doing the Saturday game, the the highest of the GPPs, which will be the Saturday game starting at ten o'clock. So for the first game, we'll mention some other guys, but they're not gonna be on our lineups at the later part of the podcast. And then also for the Sunday slate, we'll mention those guys when we get to Sunday as well. And if you have any feedback, by all means, you can always tweet at us. He is at Rotowire Andrew on Twitter. I am at Sports by Gotti. We love talking to you guys. And please, if you uh, if you like the podcast or if you don't, go go up on iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast and shout out, give us a rating, uh, whether you like it or not. Hopefully you do. But just uh, give us some attention. We are attention-seeking gas bags. That's what we are. <laughs> All right. So let's uh, let's fill the room with some air about Stoke and Man City over at the Stadium of Britannia. There, there you go. go. Sorry. <laughs> there you oh, go. Oh, Scott Sunderland and Stoke wrong. I apologize. Oh, my goodness gracious. Um, yeah. Gas so... bag. Right away. You know, we're, off, we're off to a great start, guys. <laughs> Definitely rate us starting yeah. right now. No, Just um... the time to ask for people to rate us. All right. Um, the fight in Mama Jufes, the fight in yeah. uh, Boyans. Uh, who, I don't, I, you know, that, that's the whole point of Stoke. You don't really know who it's going to be. Yeah. And uh, Man City, you, you know it's Aguero, but for how long? And is David Silva going to be back? Uh, I think it's more about who will and will not be playing for City than you know who you trust, right? Yeah, I think Aguero. I wouldn't be surprised if Aguero didn't start. Uh, he picked up what looked like an ankle injury and then uh, Pellegrini described it as a heel injury yesterday. 
So he's kind of iffy. I feel like given the circumstance, you know, going on the road, playing Stoke, who's, uh, you know, we always talk about how they're a little better defensively at home than they are on the road like like most teams. And with Wilfried Boney fit, I don't see any reason to kind of risk Aguero for this one, uh, particularly with uh, Champions League next week. Uh, they've got yeah. they've got a win to, to advance, I believe. So uh, well, I would... When you, when you look at the defensive records of both teams... You know, Stoke and Manchester City have given up the same amount of goals. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, we've talked about kind of how good Jack Butlin has been, mostly for season-long games. Like, I would avoid him this week um, just because uh, Manchester City does that to me, you know, when in daily, you know, I stay away pretty much all the time. I have Butlin in my FPL team. I'm benching him this week. So uh, I think Silva will get back in the starting 11, and it'll push Yaya Torre kind of back to his holding role, which... Uh, he's been playing that number 10 for a few, you know, while Silva was out. We kind of always expected it to be De Bruyne, but he's been out on the wing and, you know, playing pretty well anyway. So there was no real reason to, to move him inside when Yaya could play there. But Yeah, it's some, something I noticed last week watching Man City was when Fabian Delph was on the pitch, mm-hmm. that really freed up Yaya to do what he wanted. Yeah, I, I would uh, be shocked. Because if... Delph can run up and down the pitch and get back and cover for Yaya if Yaya goes forward. Yeah, I, I fully expect Delph to start uh, next to Yaya in that holding spot, which pushes Fernandinho, who's been really good this year, um, but it'll push him to the bench. with Fer- I think f- we've heard the end of Fernando for a while, although Delph is not the you know fittest player usually, so there'll be a time where those guys can get in. But yeah, I think they're a lot more exciting with, with Delph next to Yaya in that holding role. And that leaves De Bruyne, Sterling uh, on the wings with Silva in the middle, and then Boney or Aguero. I mean, that's that's a legit. It's attack. good. Yeah, it, that's a that's a championship winning offense. Yep. Yep. And not that not not like the uh, Empower Championship, the the Premier League Championship. <laughs> right. The so, yeah. So we before the podcast, we're talking about um, potential value plays here because uh, uh, Mangala is out because he is uh, suspended for. Uh, yellow card accumulation company still hurt so they're going to roll out nicholas otamendi and martin di and you had the gall to tell me that di is a good value play at, tw- at 2000 at the minimum so the the issue i have with that um is you get three points for a clean sheet uh we'll also know joe hart's questionable because uh, after not playing last week they Sound like they're confident in him playing, yeah. but who knows? Bill you know, is a we'll fine say. goaltender, though. <laughs> Willie, yeah. um, so <laughs> I just don't. I don't. If they don't get the clean sheet, and you just never know, you know, if there's a a Dimichelis trip in the box and now there's a penalty, you're losing basically three points, and that's all you're really going to get from him anyway. So like the upside is just so limited that. I don't think it's worth even the, you know, yes, he's 2000 bucks, but I don't think well, you're going to make that is, up. Is Otamendi worth 1100 more? I don't think he, I don't think it's worth playing either of them. So like, I mean, I mean, San, I mean, Sanya would be 30, 3,500. Right. And, and because he gets more involved, I think that's where you're, but, but here's the thing in DraftKings scoring. If you look at the average points per game, uh, Osamendi has more points per game than Sanya does. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't. I mean, I think Sanya's still a better play, but that's because he gets involved in the attack. I think Otamendi had a goal, which is what kind of throws off the the uh, points what per I, game. What I what I find interesting is two of the top three in terms of price and defenders are from Stoke. 
Yeah, well, from the, from this game specifically. Oh, from this game, yeah. Well, they they cross a good amount. Um, Peters and Glenn Johnson. So yeah, well, and, it, and, and if you're if you're going on that theory, then you well, know th- that's why, where the points why not are. Peters and Johnson. Then I I don't think they'd be terrible plays. I think you could find cheaper crosses. But like that's that's kind of like what we were talking about, you know, a few podcasts ago when they changed the scoring system. They've now made crosses more important than clean sheets. Um, I think clean sheets used to be five points for a defender, and now they're only three. I mean, you can find three crosses from plenty of guys that are, you know, in the three thousand range. So taking Otamendi at whatever it was, thirty one hundred. There's no reason there because you can find crosses from. Uh, you know Charlie Daniels and Simon Francis in that range, Mark or you can Nelson. even go further. Patrick Van Allen. You know there there are plenty of guys who are cheaper. Andre Yedlin. Yeah, although I don't think he's going to start this week. No, he but, will not. Um, but yeah, I mean you're. I think you're better off taking a a fullback from a team that's going to get blasted than you are from trying to get a clean sheet. Which so is they, why I stay away from Dimichelis and Otamendi. All right. Even though the scoring was meant to make those center backs more valuable. Yeah. Well, I was talking to uh, Skylar Redpath, who does our MLS podcast uh, earlier this week, and I was I, I've basically been complaining to everybody about this point per cross because it it just it makes fantasy stars out of guys like Robbie Brady and Mark Albrighton, and like we shouldn't we shouldn't be building fantasy lineups around those two guys. Or people like like. To that. be fair, I was all up on Robbie Brady yeah. two years ago. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but now he just has this inflated value because we have one point per cross, which now includes corners. So you're putting even more. Could you, could you imagine if Robbie Brady was classified as a defender, like he actually plays? Well, yeah. I, well, he used to be. I think. Um, yes, I mean it's it's absurd that he has this much value. He's not he's not this valuable. Um, I even think tweeted a few weeks ago, like, I wonder if he realizes like how popular he is here in America because well, yeah, on, those on, who that, play on that token, like Miguel Layun should be one of the most highly paid players on the planet. Exactly. Like, to- exactly right. Um, <laughs> which is absurd, absurd. But anyway, so he, um, so these, the addition of interceptions and, t- and, uh, tackles were supposed to make those guys, center backs and defensive midfielders, uh, more valuable. The problem is, is that they made, um, they made tackles, or I'm sorry, they made interceptions only a half point. So it's not even worth it because interception, there, there just aren't that many interceptions in a game. So you have guys now who are sending in 10 to 20 crosses a game, but nobody's getting more than like six interceptions. So are you really going to even think about the guys who are getting you three points from that as opposed to the 15 points from crosses and so really they need to just switch those around like if crosses were half a point and interceptions were a full point then we would start considering center backs I think that that helps defensive midfielders more than it helps center backs but um all right I'm going to stop stop complaining about this I was about to say I mean I I can drive a a soapbox up to Connecticut yeah if you you wanted to to stand on it I'm I'm ready to stand on it but okay it's Moving on, right. please. Yes. Sorry, yeah. everyone, for that. Nope, no problem. I was going to let you go. You had a great thought <laughs> moving there, and I know you'd wanted to say it. Yeah. So, you know, let, 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 this is this is this is your platform and your soapbox. But let's move on, though. Uh, we got more games to talk about. Let's get to the Saturday slate where we'll actually have our lineups in for our DraftKings Daily Dose later on, and we'll start with your team, Arsenal, at home against Sunderland, who mm-hmm. are going to be without Jermaine Defoe. 
<laughs> yeah, that'll really tip the tables. Um, Are you kidding me? He ruined everyone's week last week. <laughs> well, that's that's fair. Um, the was it last week or two weeks ago? Both. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Arsenal is really banged up, and that's what um, makes me worried about this game. So, but uh, there's no Jermaine Defoe. Right. Right. So there's no Jermaine Defoe, but there's also no um, no Alexis Sanchez, no Santi Cazorla, no Theo Walcott, no Laurent Koscielny, no Francis Coquelin, who's not a big fantasy player, but he. He's very important. Well, Koscielny apparently is going to be a game time decision. Yes. Not. Sorry. So, yes. Koscielny left last weekend's game with a hip injury. Yes. Apparently he's a late fitness test. So we'll see about that. Um, I actually don't mind Gabriel um, taking a spot um, from either Koscielny or, or Murder Sacker. I think Gabriel and Koscielny give them a pretty good base, but they love Big Mert. So whatever. But So there's just a lot of... Yeah, and Walcott and Walcott actually is a, is a late fitness test. He yeah. might be able to go, but we'll the, see. You know, Walcott Walcott's the far less, far, far more replaceable option there. Yeah. So I so there's talk that Joel Campbell will start, which is, you know, he played relatively well for them um, in these kind of spot starts that he get. They've been using Kieran Gibbs as like an attacking midfielder, which from a cross perspective is okay, but. Um, They've got to be able to find a way to get Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain in there because... Well, what about Aaron Ramsey? Well, so uh, there was a great conversation. Or John Wallen brought it up on Twitter, but um, Emmett Ryan wrote this post over at Taga about who was the better fantasy player for the rest of the season, Aaron Ramsey or Nathan Redman. And we don't have to go into which side you choose there, but he made a great point about Ramsey that um, Ramsey is just a much better player when he plays essentially in that holding spot like central holding midfield and not that he's playing like a defensive midfield spot, but like just lining up behind the number 10 is where he has had the most success for Arsenal. And this year they have had Cazorla in that spot and Ramsey out on, on the right side, which just doesn't fit the way he plays. But because Cazorla is out there, they'll be able to put Ramsey back in his more comfortable position. And so I wonder if this is actually the time for Ramsey to, to step up. Yeah, I mean, I, I I bet they would like it if he did. <laughs> you know well, I, mean? I I think that you have a better chance of him doing it now because uh, he's playing in the position that he prefers to play in. Yeah. And you of all people can appreciate <laughs> playing guys in positions they're comfortable in playing in. I mean, Chelsea don't do it. Look what happened to them. Right. Not a thing. Barely barely anyone plays in their natural position there. All right, but uh, on the on the Sunderland side, I mean. There's, without Jermaine Defoe, good lord, you gotta like the defense for Arsenal now, right? I mean, he, <clears> I, I don't. Stephen Fletcher used to have his day, but not under, uh, only at the very beginning of Big Sam's tenure. Yeah, Big Sam really loves Fabio Barini, and he's fit again, so I wouldn't be surprised if he started. I, not to like ruin one of my DraftKings picks, but it's worth discussing. Like, I really like Yaman Vila. Because Arsenal so bad against set pieces, and he's been great at them this year. At least putting the ball in play for people to put in. So, I wouldn't I wouldn't sleep on an Mvila to Barini goal to ruin a clean sheet. Well, I wonder if Jermaine Lenz gets a pull. It's clearly Big Sam doesn't. It's like It's about him. time if he does. Yeah, I don't think he likes him. So, 
Yeah, because he's talented and likes to play offense. That's why he doesn't like him. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to Big Sam's former – one of his former clubs, West Ham, on the road against Manchester United. Man, do both teams like to play ugly. Really ugly. So uh, much money on Manchester United to play that way too. It, it it's This game is going to be an absolute snorgasm. It's going to be terrible. Um I, I, ideally in their places in the table, you think this would be a good matchup considering that, you know, it's three versus eight, but it, I don't even think it's going to be watchable. I don't think there's much fantasy value either. I'm thinking maybe like one, one, maybe one mil, but I, I, I wouldn't be, this game would, to me is not very predictable other than the fact that it'll likely be low scoring. The, the way I looked at it at first was there was not a single United attacker that I considered or at least legitimately considered. I hovered over Juan Mata a bit because I, I always kind of like him and he's fine for the old, a solid peripheral stack guy. But like I was, there was no way I was taking Martial or Rooney to pay. Won't even start. Um, you know, Darmian. What's that? Jesse Lingard. Lingard's a little banged up. And even with the salary savings, I don't think, uh, you know, he doesn't do nearly enough to, to get me, you know, the floor isn't, isn't high enough, uh, for me. And looking on there, I considered a few West Ham guys, to be honest. Um, the Lanzini? Lanzini was the first one I considered. He may have been the last one, honestly. Like, you could look at Andy Carroll, but Andy Carroll against Chris Smalling. Um, Man United used a back three last week with uh, Smalling, McNair, and Blind. And McNair, I think, is actually bigger than Smalling. Um, and so if you have two guys in the box that are six, five, or I, I don't think Carol will start. I don't think, uh, Oh, well, Sacco's out. I know. I think so, it'll be Zerate on his own. Uh, well, they started together or Ye- last or, week or, Ye- or Yelovich. Ooh. Remember they have Yelovich too. Yeah. I, I don't think that's happening, but Zerate, I considered actually, I'll take that back. I, I just don't think Andy Carroll can play 90 minutes. Uh, he's never been able to though, and he's gotten plenty. Yeah, but of that's my point. That. <laughs> like, like, that, that's one. But my point is that he he's a Plan B guy. Yeah. What, what, what was it that was said last week? The personification of a Plan B. Yeah. <laughs> Such a great line. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Martin Tyler, if I remember correctly. But yeah, yeah it's the, like, the personification. Here comes Andy. Plan... Here comes Plan B or Andy Carroll. And then there was this like slight pause, and I was like, Andy Carroll, the personification of Plan B. Like, exactly. It's what it is. Yeah. So I, I, that's what I think. I don't think there's much value in Andy Carroll. You'd have to look at the obviously go to the Rotowire EPL lineups page. Uh, you know, about uh, ten o'clock or about ten o'clock is when we'll. Uh, sorry, nine I o'clock. Yeah, that, about nine o'clock is when we'll post them. So, yeah. um, you know, it's it's something to keep track of. But I don't think he'll start. Even as much as I love Andy Carroll, I just don't think he'll start. Yeah. All right. I mean, that I wasn't going to play him anyway. But so uh, you're to, you're kind of to, to left... me. It's it, to me it would be Lanzini, and that's it. For both teams, I was about to say. So if you rank them, it's just Lanzini and everybody. Just Lanzini. That's crazy. That's it. I know. And he, this is a player that's recently been discovered. Yeah. It's really a shame, but you know, and I think that Lanzini is going to get gobbled up by, you know, the Schweinsteiger, the, the Schweinsteiger and Schneider of the yeah. world. God, those guys have been good. Yeah. Uh, remember what I said in the preseason? Yeah. You know, they they took a lesson out of Chelsea's pay, uh, playbook that if you dominate. That defensive midfield, that center, the center of the park, it really doesn't matter yeah. what your back four looks like or what your yeah, uh, you, and your your attackers will get chances based on the fact you'll always have the ball. Yep. Yeah, it's 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 just that simple. And it, 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 if if someone like me can 
can figure it out pretty quickly, you, you got to think that Premier League managers are, are looking at it. You know, it's when you dip into the market, you know, you, maybe you don't have to go after, after that star player up front. You can go after the meat in the middle. Yeah, I mean, in fairness, not everybody has a 200 million pound budget to play around with. Yeah, but not that Schweinsteiger was that expensive, but Schneiderlin I agree. Sure but, was. I agree. Schneiderlin was, but yeah. so was Modic. It was about the same price, actually. Yeah, it, it's it's just one of those things. If you get the guy that can run box to box and kind of patrol that area, you're going to be in great shape. Yeah, it really helps for United that they have Carrick too, like to spell those guys every so often. Because like Schweinsteiger's not going to play 38 games, so and they've been doing it pretty well. I mean, the all the I think last week was that last week or the week before Carrick and. Schweinsteiger started for the first time together and like yeah. they worked perfectly. Those three guys are totally interchangeable. Yeah, too much real life. Let's get back Sorry, to the fantasy yeah. here. My gosh. Uh, a game that will be filled with fantasy goodness from one side will be Southampton at St. Mary's. They are going to rebound in a big way from their one uh, 6-1 defeat at the hands of Liverpool uh, <laughs> at St. Mary's too, by the way. They don't have to even get out of, uh, get out of town. Hmm. But uh, Aston Villa come to town and Good Lord, does it look good for Southampton this week. Yeah, nothing cures the ales better than a visit from Aston Villa. Yeah, just ask Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, whatever. Uh, it, it is what it is. No, Southampton, one thing that was glaring to me is Mahe Yoshida keeps getting work. Well, yeah. Well, um, uh, Jose Font's hurt now, so I – you know, Yoshida's going to keep getting starts in place of Steve, you know, Stephen they, Cocker. So I was about to say, they have a guy in Stephen Cocker that yeah. can actually do that job. Yoshida's not that bad. Yes, he is. He's not that bad. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> He's lost two games for them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it, he has that same look on his face after every mistake, too. It's just, yeah, he does. Oh, <laughs> it's very frustrating. And it comes at the expense of a guy of Cedric, who's been amazing this season. Yeah, he has been really good. Um, uh, it just makes no sense. <laughs> Bertrand hasn't been that great. He's not crossing nearly as much as it's not. It seems like they've just decided to only cross from Cedric's side. Yeah, that's. Do you prefer just... do you prefer the upside of Tadic of uh, Mane or the floor of Tadic? Uh, uh, are we counting a a. a a point per cross. Yeah. Uh, then I would prefer Tadic. Yes. So you'd rather <laughs> Strong, the floor strongly, but if, but if you well, don't, Mane's got the goal upside, right? I mean, goal, more than yeah, Tadic. but a goal is what? Five points, 10, still 10. Oh, okay. It's still 10 now. Yeah. Okay. I always forget. I, I keep forgetting the scorings because there's so many games that, I, that yeah. we play. I think uh, this is going to be like a huge, a, a hugely stacked game. Like I'd see, I bet we see plenty of lineups with Pele, Mane and Tadic, right? I mean, they should smash Villa. <laughs> Pele's back from his suspension. I'll note that they should. Remember, this is the this is a yeah. matchup that has yielded great results for Southampton in the past. Right. I believe the eight nothing, or is that Sunderland? No, that was Sunderland. They're all the same. Yeah. All the, all the teams. Uh, no, but I mean, Southampton have the capability of really embarrassing teams. Right. Uh, and you know, I, you got to think that Tadic, Mane, and Pele will be one of the most owned players. You know, sets of players. Sure which is probably why I don't have many of them on my team. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, Aston Villa side, there's really nobody, right? I, I, I mean, it, it, I would consider maybe just, you know, I don't even know if I would even consider Guzan on a Mondo goal, even though I know he's going to be really inexpensive. And you know I love him there. I was waiting for you to say somebody else. I really, really wanted you to say Kieran Richardson. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I had so much to say to just crap all over that. 
Oh, well. Stay okay. away from Karen Richardson. Everybody seems I, to be talking about this guy. It's like, come on, guys. Come on. It's just that he's so inexpensive. It's so rare to get someone so inexpensive. And it's at a position where the – on Mondogal, at least, that the point fluctuations are not terribly great. He's cheap. Uh, he's 2400 on Southampton. And I can assure you whoever has him is not going to win money. Is it? Don't Don't even do it. To be fair, the team that I drafted last week would have won money if I was in a state where I had <laughs> money. Yeah. Because oh, wow. I absolutely nailed it on all of the all of my forwards and midfielders. Yeah. Just I mean, I'm just saying it, it, it is it is possible to win money when you have Kieran Richardson and Brad Guzan. You have to be right when you select your high price midfielders and forwards. Yeah. But again, not even in this game do I think it's worth it, especially because Aston Villa are on the road. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, good. Southampton side. Let's not overthink it. Start everyone you can on Aston Villa. Start as few people as you can. Uh. Yep. That's fair. That's how I feel. By the way, if you started Michael Richards, you would have scored positive points last week. Anyway, Swansea are just what at... we want, just positive points. Whatever. Whatever. Swansea are at home against Leicester. Lots of positive points in this one, especially on the Leicester side. Jamie Vardy. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah, he's the record holder. Um, and I'm pretty sure there are at least like five podcasts that we've done where I'm like, this guy's not going to set the record. Come on. And I've always said, you know, it can't continue forever, can it? And I was like, it's a great start. It's a great story, but it'll slow down. It hasn't. And it's crazy. Do you really expect it to slow down at Swansea? It's going to be one of those games where it's going to be like they're going to play at like Norwich. It's home against Sunderland and they and they he doesn't do it or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's going to be something like that. But hopefully it's not because he gets injured. We really I love seeing him out there. He's just so fun to watch. It's fun. It's all a lot of fun. All the time. And what's weird is the goals that he scores, they're virtually the same thing. It's a lot. That pass, run, was it Mahrez who set him up last week for the record uh, breaker? No, it was Fuchs. Um, that was such a great pass. It was Fuchs. Because it, it basically, was it really? yeah, because yeah. it, it was broken down this way. Like, you know, like how a team like Manchester United, they need like 15, 20 passes to score a goal. Right. And One. this was this was, it was no this was eight touches total oh. between three players. Yeah, it was it was Schmeichel throwing it to Fuchs who touched it a couple times, who hit it, and then <laughs> hit the long ball, and then, and then Jamie Vardy ran past everybody. I think I think that was it. I think that was it. It, yeah, De Gea got a piece of it, which, I mean, doesn't mean anything because it obviously went in. But like that was his only shot of the game. I think that was I think I saw that it was the first time since the last time he didn't score, which was like the second week of the season, that he hadn't taken multiple shots. Yeah, it's it's impressive. It really is impressive. Yeah. And, and really did, is. Did, did, did you see how he celebrated? <laughs> yeah. It was one of all the most mine, Yeah. all bleeping mine. Yeah. It was one of the most like selfish celebrations, but like they should be, right? Like It was so honest. Yeah. It was It was great. And 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 I you know if you if you play that way you have to have a little bit of selfishness in you to be a striker yeah you have to have that arrogance because it's usually only you up there <laughs> so it's it's that simple and on the other side Bafatimi Gomi has been so bad now that Edda uh, Edda started to start yeah too so, straight yeah and and now you officially don't know who's going to play up front you don't uh, think it's Andre, you can't do it by himself I mean you I mean. He, has he done anything to prove himself? I don't think so. 
I don't mean starting him for fantasy. I just mean like he's. No, start I, mean, I meant just even for Swansea. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I, at this point, I love Andre Ayew, but he can't do it himself. Yeah. Yep. And you hate all the defenders in this game too. Yeah, you sure do. The uh, the the shine has come off of Swansea. To be to be honest, I mean, to to the point where it's. You know who their best player is? Kyle Naughton. John Joe Shelby. Oh my God! Yeah, he has been. He's been awesome. For fantasy wise, yes. Uh, in real life, let's 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 simmer down. <laughs> let, yeah, let, let's pull it back a little bit. <laughs> um, he still does some stupid things, but you know, it, no, to be fair, he's actually he's found that balance of his uh, you know his aggressive side because he has it and it's good when he when he plays on uh, you know on that edge and not over it. Yep. So I think he's I think he's finding that balance much more consistently, which is good for Swansea and good for John Joselvi actually. I mean, it's uh, I mean he has lofted expectations of himself, but other than that, I, I think he actually has a lot of a lot of room to grow here from this point. If he uses this as his base, if this is his peak, he'll uh, that that's uh, then it's not that great. But I think if he builds from here, it'll be he can be something special. Yeah, that's fair. But for fantasy purposes, um, start your West Leicester attackers, and that's about it for this one. Yep. And I well, don't. I would... And I don't think this will be a Lucas Fabianski special of scoring <laughs> goal, but that's it, or allowing one goal. But I think Fuchs is a decent play too, on DraftKings because who cares how many goals they give up? As long as he gets crosses. Yeah. I understand. That it makes sense. Do you really think that Vardy gets to twelve? Like, we all ranked him first. Not we all, but you and I did. But here's the thing. Jamie Vardy is one of those players that even last season, when he wasn't scoring, he was assisting. So he's, he's one of He's not doing that this year. He's scoring. That's, I'm that's all he's doing. Fair. But all I'm saying is he has the ability to do both, yeah. which is why he's a safer pick, even at number one. I mean, he's not. He's not he, I mean, yeah, this year he's been goal dependent, but that's because he scored 12 straight games. <laughs> but if you look at last 11, season, right? Is he only at 11? Or is he a 12? Oh, 11. Whatever the number is. It's just my, my point is that he, especially when you looked at last year, he was someone who can set up Riyad Mahrez or receive a pass from Riyad Mahrez and score. Yeah. If it's, he. I'm not even going to go into it. Never mind. <sighs> Best in the business. All right. Now, Watford are at home against Norwich. And I think this is a, this is ripe with fantasy potential for mm. me. Because hmm. I love all the Watford options here. Okay. And the Norwich option. Oh. Okay. Uh, Watford, I mean, I, I, I like Alan Neom. I'll even take the Watford goalkeeper. It doesn't matter who it is, because I think goalkeepers are totally overrated. Um, I also... You'll get tremendous savings this week. Exactly. Who is That's it? Arlowski's? Is that how we're going to pronounce him? I, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't even bother to look it up. It's just he's going to be in this week, and that's it. Okay. Twenty five hundred so, bucks on DraftKings. Yes, uh, he may or may not be in my lineup. He's not the only starting goalkeeper at twenty five hundred, though. Uh, that's not the point. I think he also has a great matchup. Okay. He's at home. <laughs> so it, it's it, it's that simple. Yep. Um, but. You know, Alan Neom as well for defense from Watford. Uh, skip the midfield and then both forwards. Yep. Yeah, you, you, you can't ask for anything more than what you've been getting from Troy Deeney and Odiani Gallo recently. Totally. Yeah, I, I love them both. I don't know why they're not more expensive than they are. It, it makes no sense to me. Yep. It seems it's like just, the promoted guys are st- still taking yeah. a while to 
Yeah, by the way, we, and uh, I think the BBC pointed out that Odiani Gallo is involved in 70, 75% of all goals. Yep. But, you know, I, I, I've had, I had the stat that it was, you know, it used to be 100%. It's not anymore. Yep. But it used to be 100% of the goals when Odiani Gallo was on the pitch. Mm-hmm. But that's not true anymore. Right. Do we get to say that they sponsor, like they they support us now? I think that may have been sarcasm that we know our stuff. I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. I think he was well on. I forget what his name is, unfortunately. But either way, if you're at the BBC or anyone at the BBC, you can. You, you're more. We are. We are more than happy to take any kind of compliments that you guys have for us at Rotowire Andrew for Andrew on the Twitter and at Sports by Gotti for myself or criticism. We 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 have thick skin. Either way. Uh, Watford and Norwich on DraftKings. We mentioned it before. Robbie Brady is almost a must start no matter where. I hate that. <laughs> uh, am I incorrect, though? Uh, you are. Uh, 5,700 is getting to the point where you're going to start considering not playing him. So, I mean, he, he's still, you know, with the. He had an assist last week, but without the assist. Um, he would have scored 13 points. He had 10 the game before. Uh, we haven't seen the the 20 and uh, you know 15 cross games in a while. So Brady is getting to the point where I'm considering fading him. Oh, I thought you hated that term. Um, I do, but everybody uses it. So, so like I hate everyone... wearing dress pants, but people just you, you got to wear dress pants sometimes. So I yeah. disagree. <laughs> Not when you're at home. Oh, I don't mean at home. I mean, my God. <laughs> you think I'm sitting here doing a podcast in dress pants? Well, you know, I have to wear shoes when I go down to get When the you mats. leave your house? Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> this is a society. Uh, one of the... Uh, whatever. All right. We don't, want, we don't need to rehash that. Let's move on. All right. West Brom, another one of Big Sam's former teams that he used to coach. Uh, they're at home against Spurs and... <sighs> Harry Kane's on fire. Yep. He's a man on fire. West Brom is the exact opposite. Not. <laughs> so uh, are you skipping everyone from West Brom? Yes. Hmm. We may disagree with that. Okay. Right. So I can't wait to hear the reason why you would take anybody from that team. Uh, uh, gut feeling. Spurs, though, uh, I th- I th- now that Deli Alley has returned mm-hmm. from his suspension, you got to like him. Yep. Uh, you got to like Harry Kane. Yep. You know, I, I gave Christian Eriksen a compliment yep. last week, and then he did what last weekend? Um, I don't know. What did he do? Jack squat. Oh. <laughs> did nothing. Now, Five crosses. Oh, but, he you takes know, at 5,700, 50, though, yeah, Robbie Brady and his what, oh. 10 crosses. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you, you can't have it both ways there, Andrew. Well, if Robbie Brady played for Spurs with Harry Kane, I think he would be worth that. You know, we said that about Kieran Trippier, and he can't get in the lineup. Um, I mean, that's... Who's Robbie Brady replacing? At Spurs? Yeah. Uh, well, he wouldn't take the cor- He wouldn't take corners if it was there, regardless. That's my point. But that's I'm tripp- point. No, but if, that's not true. But if, if Walker got hurt and Trippier started, Erickson would still take the corners. What a worthless buy that was. Ugh. It was very low. Still. It was three million pounds. Still, so, either way, uh, just what yeah, you're right. Total weight, momentum. and everyone, and everyone at the preseason is like, "Oh, Kieran Trippier, this." I'm like, oh, "Whatever, have him." All right. Um, so Deli Ali, what about Son? I think 
Well, he's pretty cheap on DraftKings. I think he's going to keep starting because I think they prefer him over Lamella. The issue that I have with him is he seems to miss a lot of gimmies. Like balls that should be put away, he's not putting away. And I'm not sure if if he's unlucky or he's incapable. Like I haven't seen enough of him in the nobody's seen enough of him in the Premier League yet. But I'm I'm starting to get to the point where I'm not sure he's a good enough finisher to pay off in most circumstances. I I love I love his game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love I love the way he plays. I think it's good for Tottenham. I think it fits the system. I think it fits Mauricio Pochettino's style. Yep. Um, he does need to put better end product in, but you know, there's plenty of other players, and then you know, one of them is on Chelsea. We'll talk about next. We need to do that. Um, yeah, it's it's. I think it's just a matter of time. I agree, uh, but I would. Well, I don't know if I completely agree because I just don't know yet. I, I'd like to see it first before I jump in. Yeah, and, and I know you're is, supposed to jump in first, but I don't want to have to keep burning money and getting well, yeah, six points out of them. That's the difference between season long and you know weekly. You know, if he's available in a season long, I'd pick him up instantly if he's still available. Yeah, in like I, a Togo format. Yeah, yeah, I doubt that he up, is. He's available in FPL. Would you have him in FPL or ESPN? Uh, I would. I would. I would strongly consider it if if the price if the price was you know yeah. in the middle range. You know, as long as he's not up there with like the the Christian Eriksen pricing, you know, I don't think he is. But you know, it, you know, if he's a tier below that, then yeah, sure, I would consider it for sure. I mean, Deli Alley is going to be even less than him, probably. I was going to say, I'm, I'm not sure you would ever convince me that uh, Son is a better play than Deli Ali at this point. It's close. Deli Ali. I think it's I think it's closer than you think. Um, I guess Son is at seven eight. On the official game, and Ali is at five flat. Not um, as close as you think. And <laughs> on the official game, that's too—that's too much of a spread. Uh, right. Um, but and I think that's where it is. I think he came in as a higher priced. Yeah, I mean, player. like he's yeah. in the range of, of he's a, more expensive than Jamie Vardy. Although Vardy's price, like that's not a comparable since I've already started so low but like, it's, why, it's why I don't really like the FPL game because the players just don't get to the price where they should be yeah well Sun is at 7-8 Anthony Martial is at 7-8 Boney is at 8-1 Graziano Pelle is at 8-2 uh, Rondon is 6-7 I'm trying to say all of these guys are hurt that are around him Yeah, at 5-8 like I, I think you would rather go further down than yeah than I understand that. I understand, but I think that this is a player that's going to be on the come. You know, it's just, it, it's just, it, I think he's going to have a positive return hmm. very, very soon. Yeah, he's a midfield eligible on DraftKings, which I think makes him a little more of it. That's uh, yeah, a little more yeah that, that that helps. Yeah, since he's a forward a on the season long ones. Yep. All right, West Brom side. You've already said nobody, so let's move on to two lower level teams. Uh, one fighting off relegation, one soon to be fighting off relegation. That's Chelsea are at home against Burnmouth. You can take a guess of which one was which for the relegation battle, but uh, Junior Stanislaus. Yeah. Yeah, you've loved him the past few weeks. Yep. Um, coming, coming good for you. So, uh, do you think? Uh, other than Stanislaus and Matt Ritchie, is there anyone that's noteworthy? I think you could look at both the fullbacks, and that's probably it. I'm, that would be 
That would be Daniels. Daniels and, and Francis. Francis. Yep. I think you're getting a little desperate if you think Joshua King is going to get there. Um, Harry Arter is hurt, so there's a possibility that we could see Glenn Murray line up with King. I, Who knows? But I think Daniels, Francis, Richie, and Stanislaus are the only ones I'm, I'm seriously thinking about. They just the, that team just sends in so many crosses. It does. You would think that they had like two and, eight foot strikers and, for how many? It just I think it all depends on how much they have the ball. Uh, if they if they strategically yeah. set up you know further back and defend, then Burnmouth? yeah, yeah, which they don't typically do. I was gonna say they're kind of looking they a little bit they don't like do that. they don't do that. They 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 uh, to, to their credit they they try to play out of the back. They don't just hit the long ball. And they try to beat you with some passing moves. And I think, unfortunately for them, that's exactly what Chelsea want them to, to try to do. Yeah, I think that's I th- right. I think this is the wrong team to do that to. Chelsea's the wrong team? Yeah. Or the other it, side? It, it, Chelsea's the wrong team to try to pass around if you don't uh-huh. have the elite players. And uh-huh. they don't. And they don't. So guys like Willian who will press uh, and who will and if you turn it over which Burnmouth have a tendency of doing that's exactly what Chelsea want and I think just just from a tactic standpoint it's a game it's a mismatch and this could be the game I believe where Chelsea really put a hurt on somebody you know finally explode offensively and you know I'd be willing to wager a decent chunk of change that Hazard finally gets on the board (laughs) So somebody uh, tweeted us, or I thought you were on it, maybe not, I don't know, about whether this was the time to jump on Hazard, Willian, and Pedro in season long because they've got, they've got like a great run of fixtures coming up. Yeah, Hazard, yes. Willian has been great all season, so sure. Pedro, no. Well, so they've got Burnmouth at home this week, at Leicester, home against Sunderland, home against Watford, at at United, yeah. So at United is the uh, December twenty eighth. I, I, I totally I totally understand the fixture list. It's great. Here's my issue with Pedro. The other two I'm fine with. Get them at whatever price you can. Um, but my my issue with Pedro is this: between him and Diego Costa, who I understand has a not only is he just petulant and childish, uh, he didn't even hit. Yeah, I think it was uh, it was it was Roger Bennett. He goes and like most of, and like most of his shots this season, it was off target. He didn't even hit Jose Mourinho with the bib. Was he really? But, I mean, he wasn't really throwing it at Mourinho. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> I love that they it's wore the fault. bibs for the next show too. It just oh, great. just just whatever you know. Just and people saying that you know if you let him get away with it, it's going to affect the locker room. It's like. Yeah, if they're all five years old and they feel like throwing bibs is something that you really, you know, should be doing, it's they're adults too, you know. It, 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 just whatever. I don't want to get too much of a rant on that. Chelsea, though, please, in general, please rant. No, no, you, one rant per show is good enough. <laughs> all right, Chelsea, though, um, I love Willie on this game. I, I would, like I said, I would invest in Hazard in almost every format. This is starting uh, to turn into, and if he doesn't score this week, it, it, it's going to keep going. It's going to be exactly like Harry Kane's run or dry spell at the beginning of the season. That yeah, Everybody's I mean, going to say, this is the week, this is the week, this is the week. 
from a style standpoint, I mean, you know what? Maybe he, uh, he will be so heavily involved in a DraftKings format, it will be impossible to ignore. You know, whether it's a goal, whether it's an assist, crosses, whatever, he is going to be the focal point of that offense. Fair? Yeah, the he doesn't he doesn't, he doesn't cross. cross. Yeah, he doesn't cross, but well, he cuts back. He cuts back some, which should that's is not that a cross. Across? That's not considered a cross. He didn't go in the air. Yeah, okay. He doesn't take a ton of shots. Like you're, he's... Uh, I think I think that's going to I think that'll change this game. To be honest, I, like I said, it's the tact the style the style and tactics of this game. I believe Chelsea will muster a decent amount of shots. Okay. I really okay. I'm I'm just not sure. Over under five and a half. Shots? Yes. Do they have to be on target? No. Over. I'm not sure he's taken five shots in a game all season. No, no, no. Him individually? Or Him individually. Team? Oh, I think that's a team. No. Him individually? Yes, I would no, expect five, that. Five is a good number. Five is a good number. Okay. I think it's going to be... Because I'm not uh, sure he's reached that level. Five, you know, between four and six, I think, is right is a, is the middle range of what I would say. I think at a high end, he'll have eight. At a low end, he'll have, like, three. Wow. So if he... Eight. Because nuts. because, because here's the thing. Okay, okay, does does Diego Costa start? Um, does it? I don't think he does. That's but, my yeah. I don't. But think he, he didn't start either. last week, and Hazard took two shots. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't explain last week's game. They put <laughs> they they had one shot on target. Yes. Oh, and I mean, in fairness, fair, he had it. It was it was Tottenham who has been some of the best defensive. He's been the one of the best defensive units this season. Yeah, I just don't think that he's ever in a position to take that many shots. I'm not oh, sure yeah. anybody on Chelsea is going to take that many shots, except maybe Pedro, who seems to shoot like Coutinho and just whenever he can get it. So if if Costa does not start, does Pedro start in that? I, I don't even want to call it a well, false nine. Like, he's not a striker. Right. I know. Last, well, last week it was all four of them. Right. Him, and it didn't William, work. Oscar and Hazard just kind of rotated. Right. And that didn't work. I don't think so. You know, I, I, but I. I I don't think it works well. I think Loic Remy would be a great. Player. I was just about to say. I, th- I feel like Remy should get a shot. I, I like do if you're too. done with Costa, you don't let Pedro tr- fill in. No, you. That's let not him. his role. And Falcao should probably this just go what... to your twenty ones by this point. Yeah. You know what? You know who really should get a chance? Someone from the youth team. Well, Kennedy yeah, they... gets every so often gets a call. No, 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 no. Talk about the strikers. Remember last year we talked about all those strikers. If only they had one. You might be able to play. No, they, I mean, they have Tammy Abraham, who's still on the under-21 team, who scored 40-something goals in the past year. Yeah, he did. <laughs> it's unbelievable how, you know, why can't this guy get on the field? And they have prospects. Is Izzy Brown a flat-out striker? I'm sorry? Is that his name? Izzy Brown? Yeah, uh, Isaiah Brown. Izzy Isaiah. Brown. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a striker, too. He can play on the wings, though, too. Yeah. He, he's just... Is he in Holland? Uh, I believe, yeah, I believe he's on Vitesse. Vitesse, yeah. Uh, with, with 17 and, other Chelsea guys. Exactly. Um, uh, I mean, Lucas Piazon, who's a, who's who's away. Mm-hmm. Um, Dominic Solanke, who's also away. Oh, Solanke. So good. Yeah, he is really good. Um, you know, their forward problems are they are very easily solvable, and it's in their youth system. They just refuse to recognize they're, it. Yeah, they're not a club that can do that, though. You they can't totally you can't are. roll out a 20-year-old who's not who hasn't already earned a first-team spot. Uh, Bayern Munich does it. Uh, Barcelona does it. Uh, who else? Real Madrid does it. Why not? It doesn't make any sense. If they're good enough, they play. I don't in think. Fact, in fact, you should. You should anyway. Barcelona and Real Madrid don't regularly 
do that. I mean, they have... I'm not saying they should regularly do it, but they have a position of need that they have good, talented, young players. If your current solutions aren't working, why not try one of your young players, see what you have? I feel like they're being like the Cleveland Browns with Johnny Manziel, just because on principle, you know, they just, they bench, they bench someone or they don't play somebody because they're either too young or they, they drank on a bye week. It's it's something arbitrary. I don't think there's... I don't think they've gotten to that point yet. Like, I feel like they have to give Remy a, a legitimate run before they head to the youth team. Like, Remy's not like a nobody. I mean, he's like a legitimate Premier League player. If he was that legitimate, he would play. Well, no, because I think Costa's a better player. He has a, a better player in front of him. With the way Costa has played this season, if he was well, that, yeah. he would play. That's my point. I want to just... I want to ask one one bit of shenanigans before we stop talking about this game. Yes. Who does Diego Costa play for next season? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I mean, my gut would say Atletico Madrid in some kind of a swap deal to get like a Griezmann or... Yeah, if only they had like a great I... left back like Felipe Luiz. Oh, wait a minute. Gaia. Griezmann. <laughs> Gaul. <sighs> okay. I, I can't picture him anywhere else, maybe because I haven't seen him anywhere else, but like, I'm not sure who else would put up with somebody like that. Yeah, I, I, he, I mean, you can possibly think of like Valencia as well. as Jose Luis Gaia, who's the left back there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's something Chelsea desperately need. You know, that, 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 anyway, back in Spain. Yeah. Uh, I think that's where. Uh, if I had to pick a country, it would be Spain. If mm-hmm. I had to pick a team, it would be Atletico Madrid. Yeah. And a swap deal with Koke or Griezmann, you know, Chelsea would have to throw in cash for the salary too. It's just, it'd be a total, total disaster, just like Felipe Luis. Yeah. All right. I, I, I tried. To do you? These, sorry. Failed miserably. Would you? Do you think they shut Burnmouth out? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Absolutely okay. not. Courtois like, might be back. Who cares? That shouldn't, that shouldn't change. I'm just saying he might that be has back. Has never been the. Not say if there's one person that hasn't been the problem on Chelsea, it's been Asmir Begovic. Yeah. And now we're back to the whole, it's a waste to have two of those guys. Yep. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. Newcastle at home against Liverpool. One of the biggest no-brainers on the market. You take every Liverpool option you can. I would say Mignolet. I would say Alberto Moreno on the defense. Pick midfielders, pick forward, whoever's starting, play them. Yep. Totally uh, especially do. when you're on the Sunday slate. Totally. You, know, you, know, you almost have to start Mignolet because you don't want to try to start a goaltender in one of the other in the other Sunday game. So, you know, if you're looking to play the Sunday slate on DraftKings or on uh, Mondogol or whatever, uh, it's almost a Mignolet is a must start. Yeah. I mean, though, you know, if you're a multi-entry person, you might as well just make the same lineups and then pick Howard or Hennessy. But you're basically, you know, throwing one away. But yeah, I, the the best win odds are obviously right there. Newcastle just stink. Oh. They stink out loud. And I think playing at home is worse for them now. I'm not sure they're good anywhere. Well, but I kind point, of agree with you on that one. That crowd is that crowd is going to turn on them again. Yep. Uh, you know they they didn't really like Steve McLaren at the beginning, no. and they sure don't like him now. No. Um, you know Chris Mazinski would I'm sure he'd lucky I'm sure he'd be fine to have uh, McLaren back at Derby. <laughs> but, he got fired though, didn't he? I don't yeah, think he left for that job. Yeah, he fired because it's because man. he it's because he didn't make the promotion. Right. Uh, yeah, I would. Yep, that's how I feel. Absolutely yep. right. Perfect. Load up on All those. right. You don't have to spend too much time in the game. It's just really lopsided. Take your Liverpool people. 
Um, Everton at home against Crystal Palace. This one is not as clear. No. Uh, this game can go one of a myriad of ways. Uh, Palace put up five last week. Didn't see that coming. Uh, <laughs> um, Yannick Bellassi scoring twice. Didn't see that coming. Um, <laughs> Connor Wickham. Ever- whatever. Just, the yeah. team is so much better with a striker. It is, but I don't think Connor Wickham is that striker to take him to the next level. He looked, I mean, he was a, a dominant player last week. Against? You got you to gotta play who you play. Against? Newcastle. Thank you. <laughs> and tell and tell me that Alan Pardew didn't put a little extra passion into that pregame speech. Sure. All right. But Just... still, I think, they, like I said, they're much better um, when... I think they will come way back down to earth offensively, you know, but I have no idea. I could, I could, you know, I wouldn't even feel comfortable betting the over under on this game. Yeah. It seems like one of those that people would like expect a lot of goals and all of a sudden it's zero, zero. Well, Uh, I have no clue. I see no no clue how this game will turn out. Yeah. Bakari Sacco and Zaha, I believe are both out. So Zaha played great last week. Yeah, he did. Oh, he was so good. So there's a little bit of a hole that they, have to fill that palace has to fill and we might see Leighton Baines he played in the Capital One Cup this week so I wonder if we've seen the end of uh, Brennan Galloway it seems like a game that is just ripe with peripheral stats and maybe no goals does that make sense yeah so you just gotta hope that Liverpool beats Newcastle Six nothing, which they could. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, I can't. Like I said, I wouldn't even feel comfortable with the over under. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I would be venturing guesses at this point. But I, you know, I, I would say Lukaku would be a safe mm-hmm. play because yep. he's played very well. Barkley. I'm not even sure Runo Kone plays in this one. Why not? Because the wings are a very dangerous place to be weak against for. Uh, against Crystal Palace, yeah. it's a very dangerous thing, and he's not—he's not—he's not even a midfielder. So getting back on defense would be pretty, pretty, <laughs> uh, pretty tough for him. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, That's I, why we're the best. I'm just—I'm I, I, look. I'm just saying, if you're gonna play the Sunday slate, I think on Everton, you know, Leighton Baines. If he's not Leighton Baines, may be a good value because you haven't seen him yet this season. Uh, I mean, Ross Barkley would be a good option because he's just been he, he he's been good this season. Yeah. And then on the on the Palace side, I Kabai is a I, I think Kabai is the safe I think Kabai is the safest play. Yep, I agree. And I think Joel Ward would be a nice play. Hmm. Uh, you know, he 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 can contribute offensively. Yeah, Suarez is pretty good too. I love Papa Suarez. You yeah. don't have to tell me twice. Yeah. But um. Uh, you know, I wouldn't take either goalkeeper. That's for sure. Right. That's kind of how I felt. Uh, I wouldn't take either goalkeeper, but which makes me really, you know, trigger shy on the defenders. But you have to because of the way that the rules are set up that you're gonna have to. You probably have to take some. Yeah. People are gonna get really like fired up about how high the ownership percentages yeah. are, and it's like there are four people do it all the time with these two game slates. Like yeah. there are four teams. Of course, everybody's gonna be high owned. Yeah. All right. Let's get to our daily dose, though, for the Saturday slate on the 10 o'clock games mm-hmm. and the 1230 game against well, with Chelsea in it, I guess. But uh, all right. Uh, goalkeeper. I already teased it before. Um, Arlowskis. Mm-hmm. 
I have no idea if his last name is spelled, um, not spelled, pronounced correctly. But uh, I don't think it matters much because it's just a very inexpensive goalkeeper and we'll see him for maybe a week and we'll say goodbye. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, at home against Norwich, when you're a Watford goalkeeper is always a good thing. And then I uh, I also stacked Watford. So I have Alan Niam as a defender. And to round out my defensive corps, I have Virgil van Dyke of Southampton. Yeah. Well, these are all these. For, I, I, I followed a principle that I, f- I haven't followed in a long time. All my goalkeeper, all my defenders and my goalkeeper at home. Okay. So Arlauskas, Niam, Van Dyke, and Gabriel for Arsenal. Mm-hmm. So Gabriel is 2000, the minimum. And uh, then, you know, and then no one over 3,100, which is Niam. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I love it. I picked uh, four guys on the road. Uh... <laughs> did you really? <laughs> yeah, I did. I actually, I originally had Arlauskas, or I really wish I knew how to pronounce his name. And for the sake of the podcast, I decided to not pick him. I then went with Martin Stecklenberg to pay up 4200 The reason why I'm willing to do it is because the five-point win bonus, um, it's almost like I'm not so concerned about the clean sheet, but as long as they get the win, I'm willing to do that. Like, obviously, a clean sheet victory is, is great too, but um, I'm more concerned about getting wins than clean sheets. Um, the issue is that I had a, my final utility spot to deal with, and I wasn't sure how to fill it. Uh, we had talked about this before we started. There were like five different players that I was considering. I eventually decided on one, which then, it, that was actually out of my range, which then made me switch away from Stecklenburg. And so I paid 3900 for Hugo Lloris playing at West Brom, thinking that Tottenham should win, and if they shut them out, even better. And then I paid 2600 for Patrick Van Anholt, 2800 for Charlie Daniels, and 3000 for Simon Francis all of whom are averaging nine points a game thanks to their crosses. Yep. Uh, I just had no interest in paying up for more than that. Uh, my midfield, I have five of them. Oh, I, wow. Yep, I use both oh, of my I, utility. I shouldn't really talk. I have four. Yeah, I use both of my utility spots for them, so I'll touch on them as well. I picked my boy Junior Stanislas for 4000 I paid 3600 for Dele Ali. I paid 3400 for Jan Mvila, who I mentioned earlier. And then I paid 7400 for Mesut Ozil and 7600 for Dusan Tadic. Woo! Yeah. All right. So we have uh, <laughs> a couple of similarities, but a couple of the same. Uh, so I have Stanislas and Ali as well. I paid uh, 6100 for Willian. I had Will- Willian was one of the guys I had that, yep. before I reconfigured to get Ozil. And then I paid eighty one hundred for Riyad Mahrez. Wow! I believe yeah. he's the most expensive player in the slate. Well, uh, and I still have money left over yep. too, yep. because of all the money I saved on my goalkeeper. But yep. I have three forwards, uh, two of which are pretty sure you're not surprised to hear, and then the third one is probably a little bit of a surprise. Uh, I have Jamie Vardy at eight thousand. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it's expensive, but you know that these are the positions I, where I'll pay I'm, the money. I'm less wow that he's expensive and wow that you have Vardy and Mares. That's right. Okay. When you average 18 and 20 no, yeah, points no, a game, I, I get it. I get you know. it. And uh, I have Odion Igalo mm-hmm. at 5700, yep. almost daring you to take him. Yep. And last but not least, at 4000, Salomon Rondo. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that 
Got a gut feeling. That feels desperate. So okay, it, it is desperate. Okay. It's, I had forty. I I, I still have a hundred bucks left, but you know, at four thousand, you know, at, at that point, I would rather limited. a midfielder. Well, the options are limited, even at midfield. Well, that that was sort of the range that I was looking at, like four thousand range. I think you could. Um, oh wait, Ali's already there. I guess you know. I really liked um, Oxlade Chamberlain at forty two hundred. Yeah, yep, that's too much. Um, Forty one hundred is where I'm at. Oh, maybe that maybe my range is a little higher because like Redmond at forty three, Lanzini yeah, you, at forty three. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You're you had forty eight hundred. I had forty one hundred. Yeah. Well, so it's because I went like, with Usa M- Dembele. Yeah, I went with Mvila at thirty four. Yeah, I mean Joel Campbell is someone I thought about. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. Joel, I did think about Joel Campbell. Yeah. But you know, that, that I, you're I not would gonna, allow yeah, myself to make that change. Now, if Graziano Pelle doesn't play. He'll play. If, if he, he doesn't, doesn't play, what does that mean? Sean A. Long. Oh, come on. Is that 3,900? You're not going to take him. Stop. I'm just saying. Stop. I mean, you, 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 I paid 6,700 for Olivier Giroux. Look, um, Barini's at 3,400. All right. I have, I, mean, yeah, I thought about Barini, too. I really thought about Barini. Uh, and I paid 49 for Dini. Do you really think there's there's a $600 value in, in Onigalo over Dini? Yes. Dini scored in three straight. I do. Takes penalties. I understand. Uh, it's just Igalo's Igalo's percentages of how many yeah. goals he scored compared to Watford. It's you know it's almost Watford of the field <laughs> when when you're going to say oh who scored the goal uh, you know if you uh, I you know I haven't looked it up yet but I'm pretty sure that if you looked at the betting odds of uh, of who's going to score for Watford I'm sure it's going to be Igalo you know, over Dini by a long. Long wow, really? margin. Yes. Wow. Um, you know, let me let, let, let me see here. Let me, let, let, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I, w- I would be not shocked at all. Huh. The I don't know. I I feel like if he doesn't score, he's assisting, and if he's assisting, it's to Dini. I guess I I, I understand that it, the two together have been great. Yeah. So and I'm I'm very I'm very happy now that Dini started to pick it up because I was so big on him on the in the preseason, but Igalo has just been so dominant for that team. Yeah. Uh, and the one thing the one thing I've noticed is Igalo is a very classy finisher. Troy Dini is not a classy finisher. He's just gonna try to literally put the ball through your face. There's a different level of connection from mm-hmm. the ball off his boot than everybody else's. Okay. It just it just flies into the back of the net. And <laughs> it's a great line. It just does. Um, it, it, I, I just I really hope I, I really am enjoying how the Watford front two are just are, are so good that they can still play their defensively solid style but still score a couple of goals. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I think a, a team that wears blue should maybe think about that mm. is all I'm saying. No <laughs> of course not. <laughs> all right. And on that somber note, because I always have to talk about how bad Chelsea are, we will end this episode of the Rotowire fantasy soccer podcast. As always, I am Mike Gottlieb at sports by Gotti. He is Andrew Laird at Rotowire. Andrew, before we say our final goodbyes, Andrew, tell him about the subscription thing we have going on now. <laughs> If you use, go to rotowire.com slash pod, P-O-D, as in podcast, you can get a 10-day free trial for the site so you can check everything out. We um, give a lot away for free, but we've got some great stuff um, 
offer you know behind the subscription wall so uh, use that code uh, get in and see what we can offer yeah and that's that's pod as in podcast or the band pod if mm. you were so inclined from back in the day if so all right thank you so much again andrew we'll catch you next week good luck everyone Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. They're going to kill the love of my life. Casey! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.